Hello and welcome to Decision NYC with Ben Max. I'm Ben Max, your host and the executive editor of Gotham Gazette. The 2021 New York City election season is underway and it's poised to be the most significant municipal election in decades. All of city government is on the ballot and because so few incumbents are eligible to run for their current seats due to term limits, New Yorkers are electing many new office holders and the next roster of leadership for our city. There will be a new mayor of New York City elected here in 2021, as well as a new city controller, new borough presidents, and many new city council members. And that's not all that's on the ballot. A number of incumbents can and are seeking re-election. There's a very crowded and competitive race for Manhattan district attorney and more. Party primaries are set for June and the general election in the fall will culminate on November 2nd. This is the first full set of municipal elections with both early voting and ranked choice voting, a new system that applies to only party primaries and special elections. And we'll have a separate show just on ranked choice voting. The city election cycle would be of enormous importance under more usual circumstances, but it's unfolding at a time of great crisis for our city, raising the stakes of the decisions that you, the voter, will make. The new wave of city leadership will quite clearly make or break the city's recovery from the devastation of the COVID-19 pandemic and its many impacts on health, families, jobs, housing, education, and more. So we're pleased to bring you this series of interviews with the candidates running for mayor of New York City and candidates for other offices. These one-on-one -on -one conversations will help you get to know the candidates better, learn about their backgrounds and platforms and visions for the future of the city. We hope this and other interviews will help you sort through your many choices and make an informed decision when it's time to vote. So let's get to today's interview. Joining me by Zoom is Catherine Garcia, a Democratic candidate for mayor of New York City. Catherine, good to see you. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. So give folks a, a general overview of who you are, your background, you know, a little bio, uh, just people get up to speed about who you are and coming into this race. Certainly. So I was born and raised in Brooklyn, uh, went to public schools. Actually, my daughter uh, actually had my fifth grade teacher as her kindergarten teacher. Uh, and when I was doing a class with some fifth graders the other day, many of them had had my third grade teacher. Uh, so I have stayed pretty close to where I was raised. Uh, I now live two blocks from my mother, uh, but I am one of the three of us that they adopted, my two of my other siblings uh, were black and two others were not. Um, I also, I, I was like five moms a lot. Uh, I never, I never achieved that number. I only ended up having two. Um, and then I was really inspired to go into public service. And for the last 14 years, I have worked in city government first, uh, as the chief operating officer at DEP, which means I was responsible for your water and sewer system, uh, made sure you got to brush your teeth every day. And then in 2014 became the commissioner of sanitation, picking up the trash and the recyclables, as well as plowing snow. The other morning when it snowed, I was like, I wanna, I, I wanna go check on where the, the spreaders are, but that's not my role anymore. Um, and they did a fabulous job but really got to roll out some significant environmental programs, uh, expanding curbside organics collection, which is really the next hurdle on climate change. 
but also expanding electronic waste recycling across the city and banning styrofoam and making sure that we are going to be using reusable bags now. So an exciting time to be at the department. But while I was there, I ended up having several other hats. Uh, I was the lead czar, which really meant that I was responsible for coming up with a plan for how agencies could more effectively work together and what other legislation we needed to finally eliminate exposure to elevated blood lead levels for children. And, and then 2019, it went down by 20%. I mean, I'm a little concerned that kids didn't get tested this year because of the pandemic and people being afraid to go to the doctor. But I'm hoping that we are well on our way to finally ending that. Uh, and then for uh, a little while, I ended up being chair of NYCHA, which was uh, enlightening and horrifying. I mean, the conditions that tenants have lived under for so many years was quite shocking. Uh, we need to put them on a path to rehabilitation. And then in during the pandemic, I got a call on a Friday in mid-March and the directive was more or less, please make sure no one goes hungry. Uh, and that was twofold. It was both about understanding our supply chains and what was happening nationally uh, and what was happening with the trucking industry, but also making sure for our most vulnerable and for people who were sick that we were delivering or distributing food to them. And I, at the end of May, when it was sort of peaking for demand, we were delivering over a million meals a day and distributing another 500,000. And I know the need continues today, uh, but at least people have been able to get out and go to grocery stores more often. All right, so you've worn a number of hats in city government over the last decade plus. Uh, what have you learned about city government that makes you want to now be in charge of all of city government? Why go from the heights of you know, being an appointed official to now running for office for the highest office in the city and, and wanting to be in charge of all of it? I am committed to public service. I've always been committed to public service. Uh, I'm not a traditional politician. I never aspire to be a politician, but in this moment in time, real leadership and vision and ability to actually implement programs is critical if we're gonna rebuild the city. And we know it's gonna be a tough time, uh, but I wanna get in there and get it done. And what are you especially skilled at? I mean, you, you know, you come from the agencies, you've had these different hats, you've had multiple hats in the last year or so under Mayor de Blasio. Why did he go to you to be interim chair of NYCHA? Why did he go to you to be the food czar? Uh, are there things that, you know, particular skill set you think you have or you know you have that you would bring to the office of mayor? Yes, I, I have the ability to bring together really strong teams and make sure we have strategic direction and hold them accountable so that we deliver. I mean, at the end of the day, I got tapped for additional roles because it was about what we were able to deliver for the public. And are there keys to that that, uh, that you're willing to share of your, of, of your secrets of how to do that? I mean, what are, what are some of the principles of that? Because, you know, frankly, that's been one of the criticisms of the mayor is that he's not a great manager, that he, that he hasn't been able to get the most out of his agencies. How do you do that? What, what are the keys to that? Uh, and is there anything you've, you've learned even just in the last few years, um, you know, working so closely with Mayor de Blasio that you know needs to be different about management of city government? 
one is the first thing is you have to set up a strong team uh, and you have to listen to the team that you put together. You don't necessarily have to agree with them, but you need to listen to them because it makes you better at your job. Uh, you have to give clear direction. If you get a whole bunch of smart people together and you don't clearly define what you want, they don't accomplish very much. But if you clearly define what you're looking for, they usually, in almost all cases, outperform. And you have to hold them accountable for that performance. Uh, so it is, it is about sort of basic leadership and management. You're staying in touch, you're tapping into their creativity, uh, and you're, you're really driving the ship. And what does accountability look like or what should it look like at the highest levels of city government? Well, it's it, some of them are very basic, like, did you or did you not collect the garbage? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, did you or did you not plow the snow? Did you or did you not deliver the food we said we were going to deliver? Uh, what, what do you do? What do you do when those things are not happening up to snuff, though? I mean, it, you know, that's that's one of the questions is, should there be more, um, you know, should a mayor be more quick to demote people, have, you know, have people leave city government? Should it be managed more like a business? You know, what are... Are there, are there sort of ways you can uh, help people understand, you know, how you would take a commissioner that you don't think is performing up to snuff um, and, and get a better performance either out of that person or just out of the agency under, under somebody else? You have to know your team. And if they are not performing and you don't think that they will be able to, then you have to move on. Uh, but I have rarely found that to be the case in the folks that I have recruited um, to be part of that. And you, know, you also have to understand that there will be moments when things are not perfect and understand whether or not you got the most out of that team as you could have. Um, and there were extenuating circumstances, but you also need to give them a little bit of rope to uh, feel that they can can really drive what you are asking them to drive, that they feel empowered uh, and, and embrace the mission. I think as sanitation commissioner, you had maybe two snowstorms that, that didn't go well, uh, that, that went uh, pretty poorly, one fairly recently and maybe one very early in the administration, but you would, you would know better than me if you think there's others that stand out in your mind, but how did the accountability structure, whether it was from the mayor to you or from you to people at sanitation, how did, how did that work in those couple of instances where, where the snowstorms didn't go very well? I would actually say there was only one okay. that I'm responsible for. And I would actually say uh, that that was not um, related to the department being prepared for the event. And I believe you're talking about the forecasted dusting mm -hmm. that ended up being six inches and closed uh, every highway. And every ways, yeah. You know, one of the truisms of snow plowing is you actually have to be able to move. Uh, and that it literally stopped on a dime when the bridges stopped moving. Mm -hmm. uh, and we adapted and spent that evening sort of digging out from where we were and did some very odd things like drive backwards up ramps onto the GW um, in order to get salt down. Uh, 
but I'm very proud of how we put snow together. And as someone said, when I left, I was responsible for plowing almost 15 feet of snow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, the main, uh, what, one of the other main responsibilities under you was of course, sanitation. Uh, I'm wondering under uh, Mayor Garcia, what um, the future of trash pickup in the city looks like. Uh, is that something, you know, you rolled out your campaign, you've got a bunch of uh, early campaign, you know, sort of policy points and platform items, but what's the, what's the future of trash pickup in New York City gonna look like or should it look like? So the, the absolute future should be that we are, we are recommitting to the organics program and to the other sustainable programs but also looking at extended producer responsibility for other materials that may pop up. We really need to drive ourselves to zero waste and use all of our powers to do that. Uh, and I actually think one of the future things is the ability to bring in electric refuse trucks. Uh, we had just gotten a demo model before I left and I was extremely excited about that. Mm -hmm. What about what about all the trash on the on the sidewalks and the streets? What sh what should be done about that? Are there are there things you know you want to do about that if you have control, if you have the power of being mayor that you want to do about the future of you know where we put our our trash before it's picked up, both private and public? So absolutely, do we want to look at containerization, particularly for commercial on uh, strips with residential above? Uh, because that we think could be effective. We need to do some more work with communities about whether or not we could containerate, containerize um, residential, because the question is where is the container located? Uh, but in terms of new buildings, they should all have containers in them and they should be inside the building so that it's not on the street and mm -hmm. not creating uh, sort of the walls of material. That's a failure of planning uh, at the, at when we are thinking about new buildings, that we actually think about the fact that they will produce garbage and recycling. Would you say that a, a broader containerization program is a, is a goal for you in your mind, or you, you still think the jury's not quite out? I mean, is it about more community outreach to you, or are you not quite sure of the direction you, want, you would want to take it? I would love to take it in that direction, but I need to understand better if I actually thought it could work. I and mean, one of the, when we've looked at stuff from Europe uh, is we have so much more volume that fitting that volume into a container uh, that isn't enormous uh, is, is really the tricky part of this. Mm -hmm. And, and the future of recycling in the city, what, what's that gonna take to take that to the next level? There's been uh, huge challenges with making improvements. Um, what, 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 do you, what do you think broadly the, the future there needs to look like? Do we need to uh, mandate more, find more? You know, how, how, do we, how do we really get over the hump on that and get to a better future? Uh, recycling is up significantly and particularly significantly during the pandemic. I think it was up 20% when I left in September. Uh, so we, are, we have made a lot of progress with the traditional materials. Mm -hmm. uh, we do, and I think should increase the fine. It is $25 now. That seems a little bit low in my mind to be an incentive, not to be uh, 
just throwing materials that could have value into the regular garbage. But the real next hurdle is organic, organic waste. And what do you think is uh, the next steps there? I know you sort of released initial um, platform items in terms of sort of trying to go back to where things were headed before there were some cuts uh, by the mayor. Are there then big leaps you want to take on that? Do you want to uh, mandate uh, organics? I definitely want to mandate organics. I think it's it's time to do that. But we also need to make sure that we are getting it uh, distributed completely across, around the city. You know, one of the unintended consequences of canceling it was there are some blocks that seem to have developed a rat problem. They used to put their food into a hard container and now, you know, it's just in a black bag. So we got uh, pretty into the weeds here with some of the work that you've done in the city, but let's zoom out now more broadly. If you're mayor, uh, you're obviously facing the challenges of recovering from what COVID-19 has brought to the city. There's a long way to go between now and when you take office in January 1st of 2022. But with you know as much forecast as we might be able to have now, what do you think are some of the pillars that you'd be looking to implement or you think, frankly, you know, the mayor should implement now uh, to help the city recover better uh, from, from what the pandemic has brought here? Yes, no, the, the first and most important item is that it is very clear how the vaccine gets distributed and it is free and easy for anyone to receive it, uh, particularly for those communities that were hardest hit by COVID. And what I mean by transparent is, uh, if you look at some of the things in papers, I will definitely be last. I'm clearly on the last, uh, which is fine. Mm -hmm. Grocery store workers should go ahead of me. Uh, you know, that is, that is where I would want to see that happen. People who are elderly should go ahead of me. Um, so I wanna make sure that everyone in the public, and I would hope that everyone in City Hall as they are developing their approach are making sure that nobody feels that it was unfair about how uh, the priorities were set. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's very important just for trust in government and not, not only to protect our most vulnerable populations and really get a handle on this. Uh, the other piece of that is thinking through all of the logistics and handling of, you know, obviously a vaccine that requires you to be uh, like negative 100 degrees Fahrenheit at all times. It's, that is tough to keep in place. There are not a lot of freezers that get that cold outside of Either, either an industrial or academic setting or a hospital setting. Uh, so harder for our, a more distributed piece of this. We also need to make sure we're protecting people's privacy, even as we are tracking to make sure they get both doses. Mm -hmm. uh, the second is to focus on the core services in every neighborhood, whether or not that's ensuring that we have safe buses, clean streets, parks were so important during the pandemic uh, in terms of our well-being. We need to ensure that that's viewed as a piece of infrastructure. Schools, I mean, it's been really challenging to watch as like my sister who is a fourth grade teacher and has a five-year-old is trying to navigate her work, you know, zooming, not zooming and her daughter. Mm -hmm. uh, 
as I said to someone recently, when I was, when I had young children, a sick day for them would totally throw my entire world out of kilter. I cannot imagine how parents are handling this. Uh, and is there one thing on the school situation that you think has gone really wrong uh, in terms of how the city's handled it? Or is there one, any one issue or, or one sort of decision point that, that you think has, has gone particularly problematically or do you think the mayor's handled it pretty well overall? Oh, I, I think the, the number one thing which is still outstanding is for some of the kids in remote, they still don't have devices. Mm -hmm. Uh, so they clearly are not going to school and we're almost in mid-December. So they have participated in no school since March. You know, that is, that is extraordinarily concerning. Mm -hmm. And I am happy that the mayor is putting the youngest and those children with special needs into full day or five day a week class, though it still seems a little unclear to me whether or not that's true at every school. Uh, so that it's, it, that's extra, you know, for parents. So the press conference said they're going in five days, but my school is saying they're going in, they're gonna stay just three days. Like it, that's confusing. Yeah, a, lot of, a lot of confusion, yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's, that's really hard on families to just, so am I going into work or am I not going into work or do I need to have my mom come over and, get them on to Zoom school for me. So in terms of the city's longer term recovery, um, on the economy, you you seem to take uh, an interest in, you know, what, what housing and development in the city will look like in the future. What are some of the keys in your mind to sort of revitalizing the city, uh, both economically and, and what to do about housing in the future? Again, granted, there's a lot we don't know about what's going to happen, but how are you thinking about those two big pieces of the puzzle that obviously, you know, I think issues around the economy and housing are going to be what a lot of people want to know from the mayoral candidates and hear about what are your plans on those two huge, huge issues. So as it gets safer, uh, and as the vaccine rolls out, we have to give clear and, and I think this can happen in stages. We don't have to get all the way to perfect. Uh, we need to give clear direction to some of uh, the industries that have been hardest hit, particularly culturals, the arts, Broadway, uh, the restaurant industry, to tell them exactly what do you need to do at each stage of this. If we get 25% of the population vaccinated, we feel confident about X and Y. Uh, we get 50% of the, the population vaccinated, we feel uh, that it would be safe uh, to do that. So they need a roadmap. Uh, and we need to get them open because New York City at its heart is an interactive city. We like to interact with each other. It is how we create a lot of our economic activity. Uh, and then to begin bringing people back to the offices that have been pretty desolate. And that spins off support for all of the small businesses surrounding them. What's the mayor's role in that? How would you, how would a mayor Garcia sort of help make that happen? The first thing you do as a mayor is you lead by example. You take the subway, you bring city workers back, you go and attend uh, an event when it seemed to be safe. Uh, you speak to the private sector about what it is that would be holding them up. 
and make sure you understand and to the extent the city can assist with that to, to make it so that we are doing that. We wanna see New York City be vibrant again. Is uh, uh, Mayor Garcia a, uh, you know, the city is open for business. Uh, come here with your next headquarter. Come here, you know, take take the office space, Amazon. Let's let's work this out. You know, let's work with the community, but let's work this out. Is that your approach to to business development, or do you have a different sort of mindset? I think the city needs to be open to everything. Where I would focus my attention is on how do we also expand businesses and grow businesses, particularly in the outer boroughs, and not only technology and arts, but there's a lot of crossover there in film and media. Uh, I think there are a lot of opportunities going forward to make it so we have more mixed use neighborhoods. Mixed use neighborhoods, I think have been the most successful as we've gone through this. Uh, but we also in coming out of this are gonna have to think creatively about what we can do for small businesses because your lived experience is in your neighborhood it's in your parks, it's at your schools, but it's also on your commercial corridor. Uh, it's where you get a cup of coffee, it's where you do your grocery shopping, it's the clothing shop uh, that's there. Uh, that is your lived experience and we need to be supportive of small businesses. In our, in our last uh, three minutes, unfortunately, we're, we're oh down to just a few more minutes. Uh, I do I do wanna see, you know, just broad strokes and we'll obviously have more conversations as the as the campaign unfolds, but would you be a mayor in this campaign? Are you gonna push for a lot of housing development in the city and especially in sort of wealthier neighborhoods that are, are you know, to some minds underdeveloped? I absolutely wanna see the expansion of housing development everywhere, but also in those neighborhoods there are, tend to be wealthier that have rich in transit. Mm -hmm. uh, every building we don't build are families that are not housed. Any particular neighborhoods you know right now that are, are prime for that? I'm supportive of the Soho rezoning. Mm -hmm. Any others that you've named now? I have not studied it enough to name another neighborhood at the moment. The other thing I wanted to ask you about is, um, is policing. Uh, how would you capture for folks, you know, what your approach is? Would you, you know, are you in the camp of, uh, you know, the police force is too big at 35, 36,000 uniformed officers and another 10, 15 civilian? Uh, do you want to remove a billion or so from the annual budget or you have a different, different approach? We need to have police reform. And that's partly about management and holding police officers accountable but I have also proposed that we increase the age of new recruits to 25 and that we require new recruits to live within the city, as well as intensifying the training for new recruits, but as well as the sergeants and the captains who drive culture change in any organization. So I know that given the fact that the revenue situation may be dire, uh, that all agencies may have to take their proportion of it, but I do not believe in just cutting the PD budget. Mm -hmm. Last two questions are very brief. Uh, if you were giving a letter grade to Mayor de Blasio for his tenure, uh, what would it be? I would give it a D, but I would say that if you go back and look at his state of the city from earlier this year, I'm not sure he gave himself a better grade. Hmm, save our city. Yeah, that was even before the pandemic. 
And lastly, do you have a role model in politics, past or present, that you would name for people, someone you try to emulate? Uh, you know, I've been asked this question a lot, and it's it's difficult because there are not a, a ton of women that I have been exposed to in politics in the type of role that I'm looking for. So, you know, mm-hmm. in a few hundred years since New York City had a female mayor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, Catherine Garcia, thanks so much for the time. We'll be talking more as the campaign unfolds, and I appreciate you uh, taking the time with us. Absolutely. Anytime. Thank you. And thank you for watching Decision NYC with Ben Max. Key decisions for New York City voters are coming up in June and the fall. There's a lot on the line for all of us and the future of our city. I hope this conversation and others are helpful to you. I'm Ben Max. See you next time.